everyone. This is Season 2, Episode 5 of Going Beyond Salvation, and this is your host, Jess Robinson. And I just want to say, at the time of this recording, uh, the day that this was recorded, there was still coronavirus going around. And I just wanted to say that uh, there's a lot of hype going on with the coronavirus. And I just continue to say that, you know, we have to be diligent. Yes, there is the coronavirus and it does affect people. It does affect, you know, and I know several people that, that it, it, it is dangerous for, and it's a huge reality for them. But for us who are your, you know, here, you know, you're wondering what, what's going on with the coronavirus. What I want to say is, yes, it has made it into the U.S. and it's affecting the world. But one of the things I want to say is to, yes, not be careless about the situation I just think, you know, like the whole thing where the toilet paper is just going off the shelves is, it's a little bit ridiculous. Like I can understand like the hand sanitizers and, and cleaning supplies, why those would just fly off the shelf, you know, disinfecting products. That's, I, I totally understand that, but toilet paper, I don't understand why, but the thing about it is, is yes, it is a reality. We should not ignore it, but we also cannot allow fear to control our lives. We have not been given over to a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. And so if you're concerned about the coronavirus and it's leading you to fear, I just pray, you know, and ask you to let that go to the Lord. You know, one of the Psalms that uh, comes to mind is Psalm 91 all the time. Keep reading that and declaring that and, and just be diligent, be diligent with your hygiene, you know, as everybody says, and you know, it's hard because you don't realize how much you touch your face and everything. But one of the things I want to say is just be diligent. Be diligent when it comes to your hygiene, just washing your hands frequently. And yeah, carry some hand sanitizer with you if you're going to be in areas where you're not going to be able to wash your hands. You know, just be diligent about it, but don't allow fear to control you. I think, and yes, I'm a reporter and I'm going to, you know, I'm going going to snitch on the media, you know, that, yes, I think they've made, taken it way beyond control and brought a lot of fear to people's lives. Now, yes, there has been strong responses and it's just because, especially from local authorities, and it's just because they are trying to keep this from going out of hand and trying to protect people. So yes, you know, we're going to see cancellations of events and that's what's going to happen. But, and, and, you know, as a church, we have talked about when, when do we go and, and not have church 
Because yes, you know, where I am at in rural Powell, Powell, Wyoming, our church does have a lot of elderly people that are over, you know, that are in that at-risk range. And so we do. And, you know, there's one whose immune system is so compromised. But I see her not afraid. She's not afraid. And, And so, you know, we just have to be diligent about it. And so... And just not allow fear. And I think, you know, we also need to take time and pray and seek the Lord's face in this situation. And because he is our healer and he can and he will heal our land. And so as we turn away from our from from our ways, it's up to us, the church, to do that. And so that's my challenge to people right now is not to live in fear but don't go and be ignorant about it either. So, you know, and if you are sick, please stay home. And I know it's hard because, you know, I'm in that situation too, where if I miss work, it's money that I don't get because we don't have sick days at my job. But guess what? I'd rather not be ignorant and get somebody else sick that could possibly die. So, you know, just please, you know, and maybe talk to your employer, see what they can do, because this is a huge thing that's going on. So please stay home if you're sick. And that's another thing, you know, just be diligent about it. But don't live in fear. Don't live in fear and shut yourself and think that the apocalypse is happening. No, 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 no. We're, you know, we're we're close to end time revival and i really feel like this coronavirus is trying to hinder end time revival it's an attack of the enemy and i feel like that we just have to stand against it we have to stand against the enemy and and pray and pray i mean the lord is bigger than than this virus this pandemic that they call and so he's bigger you know, he's bigger and he doesn't change. He's still the same God as he was over 2000 years ago. You know, as we read in the Bible and stuff, he's still the same God. So that's what I just want to say today. You know, and, you know, take it at at any time when, you know, we hear rumors of, of evil and, and things going on that we don't need to live in fear that, you know, all these things may be going on right now, but we do not need to live in fear. And so I just want to say right now, you guys, that do not live in fear, you know, and even in, in the days to come, don't live in fear. Let God take control of your fear. So we're going to talk about, you know, uh, the Day of Atonement, which is in chapter 16 of Levit- Leviticus. And so the word atonement, it, it means to cover over. And it has the idea of covering over sin by making an equivalent payment. So, you know, that adequate response is made for the offense. So this need for atonement back in the Old Testament arose from the fact that Israel's sins, if they were not atoned for, would be subject to God's wrath. And the purpose of the Day of Atonement was to provide a comprehensive sacrifice for all the sins that 
may not have been atoned for in the sacrifices offering that were offered throughout the preceding year. So the people would be cleansed from their sins of the past year. It would avert God's wrath toward them and maintain God's fellowship with them. And God had a desire to save the Israelites, you know, forgive their sins and reconcile them to himself. So because of that desire, he furnished a way of salvation by accepting in their place of death with innocent life, which was the animal that was sacrificed. And this animal bore their guilt and penalty and it covered over their sins by it shed blood. And so Leviticus 16 is describing the day of atonement. And this was the most important day, you know, holy day of the Jewish year. And it was this day that the high priest, he was clad in sacred garments. Uh, he first prepared himself by bathing himself with water. And then he made atonement for the sins of the people. But before he could do that, he had to offer a bull for his own sins because remember they're human as well they are born and and sin is in their life as well so he had to offer a bull for his own sins and so then he took two goats and cast lots one became the sacrifice the other became the scapegoat so he killed the first goat took its blood entered the most holy place behind the curtain and sprinkled the blood on the atonement cover which was on the the ark and it, they placed the blood between God and the tablets of the, of, of the law that were inside the ark. And that made atonement for the sins of the entire nation. At a, as a final step, the live goat was taken and the priest would lay his hands on his head and confess over it all the unforgiven sins of the Israelites and send it away into the desert symbolizing that their sins were being carried out of the camp to disappear in the desert. And actually, there are people that say there are wild goats out in the desert, and that's probably because those wild goats were from that time. So, this was a solemn assembly. It was a day in which the people fasted and they humbled themselves before the Lord. And so this response emphasized sin's seriousness and the fact that God's atoning work was effective only for those who had a repentant heart and a persevering faith. Now the day of atonement, it accomplished atonement for all sins and transgressions not atoned for during the previous year. And it had to be repeated every year in the same manner. Why? Because it has symbolism pointing to to the atoning, atoning death of Jesus Christ. Because what it was here was, there was, and you'll see this in the book of Hebrews, was that because it had to repeat, be repeated annually indicates there was something, you know, temporary or insufficient about them. It pointed ahead to a time when Christ would come and take away permanently all confessed sin. He is our high priest continually mediating for us. And because he was, you know, he died on the cross, it was finished. It was once for all. So we don't have to continue the day of atonement anymore because of that, because it's done. Our sins are atoned for. And so that is in essence what the day of atonement was. So 
we talk about the Day of Atonement in chapter 16, and then he talks about eating blood that's forbidden. And that's because the life of a creature is in the blood, which is why there had to be sacrifices. And he gives, you know, these regulations about not shedding blood away from the altar. And so, and that he's, you're not to shed the blood of innocent people as well, because the life is in the blood. And then we talk about chapter 18. And it says must, you know, it's talking about that they must do as they do. And God's people, and it's, it's the same way today, we're always going to be to tempted to accept the practices and standards and morality of the society to which they belong. However, we're commanded to live a different life. And that we are not to conform to the surrounding society. We're to live a different life. And so that's the thing that's going on is today is, especially you see it today, that if it doesn't conform to what is being called acceptable in, in the, the society, you're actually called, you know, really bad names. And, and we just can't live that way, you know, and, and we are in a day today where we're going to have to start standing for our beliefs you know, and even if that means we lose our jobs, I just want to say, I, I, I just want to say that is what is happening. You know, there are people and, and it's getting to the point that you can't even share your faith in your own job anymore without getting in trouble. Trust me, it's not just me. I have heard of several people recently that they get in trouble because you know, it's making people feel uncomfortable. Well, that's probably the Holy Spirit convicting them. And and they're fighting. It's the enemy fighting against that. It's that flesh that's fighting with what is right. And so, but the thing about it is, is we cannot run away. You know, we have to continue to pray boldly to, con- to have the courage to do, can continue what, doing what is right and standing for what is right. And so, even when it's not popular. And so that is what he's talking about. And then he continues to talk about unlawful sexual relations. And he's, you know, and you're seeing because people go, well, what? He's commanding this, but before that, you know, you had all these kind of relations happening in Genesis. What I think was happening, you know, yes, that happened at the beginning. That was when mankind was like developing. So that was happening. But this is where the Lord puts his foot down and says, no, because all the other lives around, all the other countries were doing this, all the other um nations and peoples that they were going to come against did these things and they were not to live this way they weren't to have any relations with relatives and they weren't and this is where the controversy happens it happens in 22 it says do not lie with a man as one lies with a woman that is detestable 
they're talking about, um, this is talking about homosexuality. I do not believe in same-sex marriage. I believe that marriage is between a man and a woman. I'm going to stand with that always. Because people go, well, this was the law. And when Christ came, you know, that, that he eliminated that, you know, he freed the people from the law, which means that you can be a homosexual. No, no, no. Christ did not. No, he came to fulfill the law. And because of that, we live, you know, by the grace of God, we live in faith, and because of our faith, we follow what was in here. <laughs> now, you know, we don't have to do the sacrifices anymore because, yes, that was done away with. But this part still is true, that it's between a man and a woman. And actually, there's the older translations say confusion instead of detestable. It says confusion. And when you look at some of the, you know, like people that are, you know, in, in the, you know, lesbians, you know, gays, even bisexuals, when you look at some of the sexual perversion, even in pornography, it causes confusion because you, your identity is being attacked by the enemy because he wants you to not see who you are in Christ. And that's. That is something that we have to really focus on is because the enemy doesn't like if we know who we are in Christ, I mean, that it, the enemy is going to be shaking in his in his boots because we know the power and, and who we are, whose blood is flowing our, through our veins, you know, who our father is and and that he has no place, no authority. So. There's that, and then it's talking about no sexual relations with an animal. And we see it today that there is laws against bestiality. There's laws against it. Now, as we are going along, you know, with, with things being allowed like homosexuality, transgenderism, there are people actually saying, well, now you can actually have relations with an animal. This is how far we're going here. And that's why we have to say no <laughs> at this point. We have to put our foots down and say no. You know, he's saying, do not defile, defile yourselves in any of these ways because this is how the nations that I am going to drive out before you became defiled. Even the land was defiled, so I was I punished it for its sin, and the lamb vomited out its inhabitants. So think of that. When these are allowed, the land becomes defiled, and it comes to the point that God vomits out his people. He vomits them out. And we have to think about that because of where we're going today. We have to seek the Lord, seek his face. Turn from our wicked ways because the only that's the only way our land is going to be healed is only through Jesus. That's it. <laughs> so that's I that's kind of my 
take on on the the daily reading for Leviticus and so I'm just gonna let you guys know that and we'll have a a pause break we're gonna try these pause breaks to see how things go Okay, we are back. I actually had to check my messages because my two coworkers were texting and it's it was all about coronavirus and it's like, okay, yes, it's happening, but I'm not living in fear. So, we are going to talk about Mark today. And so in in Mark we pretty much go into chapter 14. We had kind of finished 13. 13 ends with uh, the Jesus's mothers and brothers coming. And I just want to point out that when his brothers came, they, several of them did not believe him who he was. They didn't. I think Mary, you know, Mary did, but his brothers didn't. So I just wanted to point that out. But when we go into Mark chapter 14, it's actually, you know, as we see the parable of the sower. Now that is a parable that shows up in Mark and it also shows up in Matthew. And so, and just kind of emphasize what the parable of the sower was. It, it reveals the importance of receiving the word of God into our hearts. You know, the word, you know, you can read the word. And not be transformed by it. You know, especially if you don't have an open heart to what, and you're so distracted and you're just treating it like a daily reading just to check off on the list. It's not going to transform you. You want the word and, and to receive the word that you read, even if you can't understand it, you can receive it so that it can germinate and grow and produce fruit, which is results. The things that come out of our lives. You know, there are times that things, you know, situations arise in my life. And it's like, you know, there will be a word, a Bible verse that I haven't even thought about forever. And it just comes up and it just, it's, it's standing on its own going. And it, it's God talking to me through the word and it produces the fruit. It produces the results in our lives, the transformation as we go through. It helps us to get closer to the presence of God. And there are different distractions and hindrances that can prevent the word from taking root. However, we have no excuse. We are responsible to guard our heart. And protect what we hear and and what we say, what we look at, you know, we have to guard our heart. You know, just like this coronavirus, you know, COVID-19. It's easy to allow fear to take over. It's easy to allow fear to take over. But this is what I have to say. You know, this is the biggest test for Christians to really stand on do you believe he's our healer do you really believe you know who he says he is and yes it's hard it's easy to allow the enemy to put fear in our hearts you know and there's different distractions like facebook 
what we see on the news with politics and and everything, it can allow us to be so distracted we don't focus on what the word says. You know, or we it can hinder what the word does in our lives. And so I just want to challenge you when we're doing and reading this, you know, allow the word to just to receive the word, even if you don't understand it at the time. There was times that I did not understand a lot of things in the Old Testament for many years. There was, I didn't have, when I was, especially when I was a brand new believer, there was things that weren't connecting. It wasn't until I started studying and getting into the word and having time and, and getting guidance from other believers. It was like things started coming together and now the word really comes out of me in my life and, and how I live and the situations that arise. So that's just my challenge to you guys this week. And, and so that's what I, I want to stand on today. And that's pretty much our daily reading. So for the next episode, we're going to talk about Leviticus 18 verses 24, which I, if I remember right, I think we finished 18, but verses 18 or verses 24 through chapter 20, verse 21. And then we have Psalm 31, 9 through 8, verses 9 through 18. And then Proverbs 5, verses 11 through 12. And Mark chapter 4, 21 through 41. And so I just want to end in a prayer today and just say, Lord Jesus, I thank you, God, for who you are, Lord. And that, Lord, we just thank you that... Lord, when we look to the Day of Atonement, Lord, the the blood sacrifices that were done in those days, they were only temporary, but they pointed to Jesus, who was our permanent sacrifice. That, Lord, when he died on the cross and rose from the grave, sin was defeated. And, Lord, that his blood, it covers it all and is done. It's wiped away, Lord. And I just pray that, Lord, you would just continue to renew our hearts, renew our minds, make us new every single day. Lord, I just pray over this situation with, with coronavirus, Lord. We come against the coronavirus in the name of Jesus. And that, Lord, I pray, God, that you would just take away any fear and mass panic in the name of Jesus. That you would open up our hearts and our minds. Lord, help us to repent Help us, Lord God, we repent of any sins that this nation has done. Lord, help us to turn away from our wicked ways. I pray that there would just be a spirit of revival that just happens in this land. And we just thank you for all that you're doing and continue to do. In Jesus' name. Have a great day, you guys. Mm-hmm.